you're listening to the summary of the interview. For a link to the full-length episode, please check the description below. Welcome to another episode of Investing in Regenerative Agriculture, Investing as if the Planet Mattered, a podcast show where I talk to the pioneers in the regenerative food and agriculture space to learn more on how to put our money to work to regenerate soil, people, local communities and ecosystems while making an appropriate and fair return. Why my focus on soil and regeneration? Because so many of the pressing issues we face today have their roots in how we treat our land, grow our food and what we eat. And it's time that we as investors, big and small and consumers, start paying much more attention to the dirt slash soil underneath our feet. Before we get started, I've been recording these interviews next to my day job and I will definitely continue to do so and release about an episode a month. But at the same time, I would love to take this further, share more interviews. There are many more stories to share on investing in regenerative food and agriculture. More depth, improve the quality, maybe even doing some video series. So I started a Patreon community, which makes it easy to support creators like myself. If these podcasts have been of value to you, and if you have the means, I invite you to support me and make this happen. For more information, please find the link to my Patreon account in the description below. And now, without further ado, the interview. Enjoy! Today I'm talking to Amirik Jung and Joseph Segara of Quadia Capital, an investment manager based in Geneva, Switzerland, who invested over 150 million into impact companies, projects and funds. So I can start and just to to let you know that before working at Quadia, I was working around 20 years on capital markets and the trading room, mainly on the structuring side. So it was really about looking for solutions. And uh, in 2007, what happened, we, we, we had the crisis, food crisis, with um, pricing going up for all the food. And more and more private equity uh, funds came to, to, to my desk, to my team, to switch a solution about buying land and produce food because it was clear that um, population growing, pricing going up, it was uh, a key investment 10 years ago. And on my side, I just found out that having a quantitative solution, which is just producing more food, is not sustainable and it's a short-term view about a solution that we should implement. And step by step, still working at banking, I met a lot of people about agroecology, local food, regenerative agricultures, and I do things that's the solution. And I started to be passionate about quality instead of quantity, uh, logistics instead of just a linear economy where you are producing and then you waste. And um, I started to, to, to think that we should bring investment to all these new entrepreneurs who are reinventing the food system. And that's what I'm doing now. And when you really look at what we need today uh, and, and what's going on, uh, a big waste of energy is in the food system. Just all the oil you can uh, use and need for uh, growing uh, the food, then the logistic and transporting food from uh, one place to uh, all around the world is a big waste of, of energy. Yeah, of course. So. Um, after 2007, um, I leave 2008 and the banking I, I mentioned before, I was at Lehman Brothers. So it was really in London at the trading room at my desk, leaving the crisis. So it was not so easy, but 
Wow, you were in the first row. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the famous Monday in September. But um, for me, it was not really sad, finally, because for one year, I was already interested by something else. So I, I had this passion about how to bring solutions, this time not just through derivatives or pricing, but really on the field with, uh, with entrepreneurs. First, you, you have to know, and I, I do think you know this, when you are talking with people or classical investors or bankers about uh, social and environmental finance uh, or impact investing, you have this um, thought that it will not be liquid, it will be uh, with a low return uh, or just an emerging market with high risk and sometimes not really professional doing this kind of investment. More as a hobby, yeah. Yeah, five years ago it was really um, the case. What we did with Noriter is just uh, trying to find for an investors where is comfort zone. And the comfort zone it's not for investing too long and uh, having a clear view on the potential return. So we build this program by bringing diversification uh, for the investors. And uh, the key was investing for four years, targeting a 4% uh, annual return, and already some cash flow after two years and three years. So when you invest 100, the new retail program is giving you back 25% after two years, 70% after three years, and full redemption after four years. So for a lot of investors, it made sense to have diversification, uh, I would say, in real economy um, in their portfolio. And they knew that the return and, and, and the timeline of the return was really clear. So um, it's, it's what we call the comfort zone of the investors for them not thinking that it's uh, too much risky at the beginning. And that liquidity piece, like it's very unclear in many cases. Um, because it's such a long-term transition, the food system, when it's coming back. So tackling that one is, is absolutely key. And how are you doing that? How do you make sure that after two years or four years already most of the money or after four years, all of the money plus the return came back? So we're structuring it in a way uh, that we, we are only investing in debt in this program. So we more or less half of the portfolio, a little bit more, is uh, allocated in direct loans to uh, to young companies normally uh, looking for working capital uh, funding. So in growth phases where, of course, the banks are an alternative, but they need uh, sometimes quicker capital and uh, and also partners that understand the business and their, their needs in terms of network and where they are going at. And uh, the, the rest of the portfolio is actually allocated to debt funds which give this uh, liquidity uh, component too. And of course, the, the way we structure the loans and the repayments uh, match the, the cash flows that we want to obtain and uh, reimburse to, to investors. So the, the whole pack uh, allows us to, to structure it in a way that uh, capital repayment is possible from year two onwards. Uh, so it's roughly a one year period investment and over the four year uh, horizon of the of the vehicle. Another specificity we have is we are doing index debt, and index debt means that you are not discussing an interest rate with the entrepreneur. What you explain is you just need uh, a risk premium, and the entrepreneur must pay back the debt with this risk premium. For example, it could be twenty percent for uh, three years or three years and a half, which is 
the maximum maturity we, we are doing for our four years program. And it just means that the, the entrepreneur is borrowing 100 at the beginning. And for one year, there is no uh, cash flow. So he can really grow his company. Uh, we don't need some cash back for the first year. But after one year, every six months, he will pay back a percentage of um, his gross sales. So it means if the company is, is more successful than what we checked on the business plan, instead of three or 3.5 years, they will be able to redeem after two years and it will be a high return for us. But it's a high return you are doing thanks to the company's success, not because you were negotiating at the beginning high interest rate. So by, by doing this way, a lot of entrepreneurs understand that perhaps uh, the price of capital would be uh, higher, but it's always cheaper than equity, but could be higher than just interest rate. But they are happy to share this because it's higher because they are more successful. It's, it's also a way for us to screen companies to see how, how they advanced and why not consider an equity investment in the future. So it's also a learning curve for our investors starting with Noritaire, their comfort zone, comfortable program, and now ready to go to more private equity deals because they are confident in, uh, in uh, our expertise and the companies we are bringing uh, for investment. You just listened to the summary of the interview. For the full-length interview, please find the link in the description below. If you found the Investing in Regenerative Agriculture and Food podcast valuable, there are a few simple ways you can use to support it. Number one, rate and review the podcast on your podcast app. That's the best way for other listeners to find the podcast, and it only takes a few seconds. Number two, share this podcast on social media or email it to your friends and colleagues. Number three, if this podcast has been of value to you, and if you have the means, please join my Patreon community to help grow this platform and allow me to take it further. You can find all the details on patreon.com slash regenerative agriculture or in the description below. Thank you so much and see you at the next podcast.